This is the Ballroom State of Mind podcast, episode 62, Coping with Injuries. Welcome to the Ballroom State of Mind podcast. I'm Amber Hader and I'm your host. I am an amateur ballroom dancer and I'm also a personal mindset coach. When I started dancing just a few years ago, I started to recognize pretty quickly the ways in which my head was getting in my way and I could see it in the other dancers around me as well. So I determined pretty quickly that I gotta find a way to get these mindset tools that I use in my professional life into the hands of dancers so that they can improve faster, they can have more fun, less anxiety, and win more. We all wanna win a little bit more, not only in our dancing, but in life. The tools I share in this podcast are gonna help you do both. Thanks for being here. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast today. I want to talk today about injuries and it's, it's more than injuries actually. It's, I'm going to kind of focus it around that, but it's really kind of about limitations because we might be experiencing an injury. We might be experiencing like chronic pain. We might be recovering from a surgery or we might have other reasons that we feel physically limited and it might be on kind of a long-term basis and that can be hard to cope with. And I've been wanting to do this podcast for a little bit. And so I feel like today is the day. Um, when I think about being limited, I always think about when I was pregnant. So I've had four babies. And while there were things that I did love about being pregnant, which I really, I guess I can only think of one, which was like feeling the baby move. Like I loved that part, but I detested feeling limited. I like when I felt limited in my body. I hated it. You know, you're like reaching down into the, um, washer and like, you have to turn sideways or like getting out in and out of bed and just feeling cumbersome and just not being able to move in the ways that I wanted to move was excruciating for me. And I'm five, two. So when I was pregnant, there was really nowhere for the baby to go. It, it felt really big, took up my whole torso and then some and I just felt huge and it was terrible. I couldn't do anything. It was so limiting and I hated that. And I just consider myself just a physical person. And if you're a dancer, which you probably are, it's likely that you also are a physically oriented person. You like to move. You want to be free to move as you wish. And so whenever our bodies get limited, it can be extremely frustrating. Back in 2019, I injured my neck and it was so dumb because I didn't even really do anything. I just, I had driven to Idaho for my grandmother's funeral and I drove my kids and I did all of the driving because I was the only driver. And I don't know what I did, but like the day after I got to Idaho, my neck kind of hurt. And then I had to turn around and drive home. And long story short, I had a terrible neck situation. I don't even know what happened but I was in so much pain. I would like wake up in the night. I was crying just for weeks. And then I couldn't move with, without pain at all for like months. Like I was, I couldn't turn to the left. It just hurt so bad. And then finally, after like a year, the pain was gone, but I still couldn't have my full range of motion. I still couldn't look completely to the left. It was still really limited. And I was still trying to do physical therapy for it. I was doing massage therapy. I was doing acupuncture and I was doing all these things. And I was still 
limited. I think back then during that time I had started dancing. It was like right when I had started dancing that my neck was kind of hurting. And so it was so difficult and I tried everything. I tried everything and it took a, it took a little over a year and then it was like 85% better. And it's still probably not a hundred percent. And that was terrible. It was terrible. And I have so many stories because as a fitness instructor for the last 11 years and, you know, dancer for the last four, I can tell you, I have had so many injuries and I've been so limited in so many ways. And so I get it having injuries or chronic pain or recovering from surgeries, whatever it is, it sucks. It just plain sucks. And so today I want to speak about that. I want to speak about the injuries and like the similar limitations and how it's just how it's hard to cope with. And then I want to give you some strategies. Okay. So let's talk first about the emotional impact of injuries, which we don't always talk about. We know that there's this physical component for sure, right? We experience physical pain often with something like this, but we don't always acknowledge the emotional part that we can go through. And so initially, emotionally, there can be shock. There can be frustration. That's when I experience a lot and disappointment. And that can often progress and develop into depression, anxiety, fear, even grief. And who hasn't had an injury and feared this might spell the end of my dancing? Like, what if this is it? What if I can't come back? Who hasn't wondered, like, will I ever be the same? Will I be able to perform the same again? As pro-am dancers or amateur dancers, it's not like dancing is our livelihood. At least it's usually not. In our case, if you're like me, we've started as adults and it's a little bit different. We're not necessarily on track to be professionals, but it's no less shattering to our identities in some ways, especially if it's where we put a lot of our time and our energy and our money and our focus. And we are dedicated too. And we're often entwined and our energy and our, um, excuse me, our identities are entwined with it too. And so it's totally normal for us to like, oh no, like what's going to happen? What does this mean? And you might try to tell yourself, I don't know why I'm so upset. I mean, it's just a hobby. I can do other things, but I just think dancing is so much a part of you. I mean, you use your body, which is you. And dancing is so body and mind and soul. And it can be so jarring to have your momentum disrupted. And on top of all of that, you've got the physical pain too. And so you've got the physical pain and then you can have the emotional pain, which just takes it to the next level. One thing that you might experience when you're dealing with an injury is scarcity and scarcity will come about because you're thinking that you're going to miss out on something. Like there might be a competition or a showcase or something, some kind of performance that you're going to miss out on because of your injury. And of course there are lessons and coaching sessions that you might miss out on as well. And so a big scarcity nugget is that you're going to get behind. You're going to lose your momentum or somebody's going to pass you up. And we might even think that or worry that dance is going to get taken away from us with a really significant injury, especially, or we might never be the same. And all of this scarcity feels stressful and it will create anxiety and it will create worry and notice stress 
and anxiety and worry are not conducive to healing, right? So another thing you might feel is it's really common to feel a void. When you're an active person, your dancing often creates a lot of endorphins, a lot of feel-good hormones, and you also give it a lot of time and energy and focus. And so when you get hit with an injury, you might suddenly feel still, like halted. And it, and it can feel kind of like this void, like this thing that took up so much time and energy and focus is like that we're not doing that. And so there's this like big hole. There might be a big hole in our time and there might be a big hole emotionally. And that can feel so disconcerting. And something I've noticed, or at least seen with my clients is when we're going about our life and we're just like barreling through, we kind of inadvertently outrun our baggage on most days as well. So we're not really tending to our mental health and our emotional health as well. And so when we're forced to slow down, we're forced to face some of our mental health and our emotions or situations that we haven't dealt with. And at the very least, you're going to be dealing with possible depression and anxiety and grief over your injury. So there's going to be this void and there's going to be this kind of negative emotion and maybe you don't know what to do with it. Or you might find that things come up and you're like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so upset, but it's that stuff that's coming up that now you're actually settled. And so your brain's like, oh, well, let's just deal with this. Okay. So additionally, dancers are doers. You, you guys are out there doing stuff. You're making stuff happen and you're busy and, and not doing stuff can feel terrible. It can feel like someone injected you with adrenaline, but like you can't do anything with it. So it's like you, your brain is vibrating at this like high frequency, but your body can't keep up. And the tension between those two is uncomfortable. It's just uncomfortable. You might also experience some guilt about what you can't do. Like, do you feel like you've disappointed someone? You might feel like you're letting somebody down. Like it might be a partner, a coach. It might be a studio. You might, it might be that you were going to be a part of performance and now you're not. And so you feel bad about that. So there's a lot of emotional and mental fallout that can come with an injury or a long recovery period that we don't always address. So I want to give you some stuff to think about, to cope with it, to deal with it, and to just give you some direction if you are in this place, okay? So the first thing that I want to offer to you is to accept it. There can be denial at first, and sometimes this is why we push through when we know something's kind of going wrong, but we keep going. And we're in denial because we don't want to slow down. We don't want to believe we have an injury and we don't want to believe we're going to be limited. And so we might be in denial. If you're not in denial, you may be in resistance and resistance is like a pushing against of reality. It's like wanting reality to not be true. So it's another form of denial. I just think it's like, I don't know, less intense, but accept that you are injured or accept that you're limited and that you need to slow down. Resistance to what is will slow your recovery and stress, tension, impatience. It's all understandable, but it's detrimental to your ability to recover. You are a physical person. And I can tell you as a fitness professional and now dancer for so many years that injuries are part of the deal. You are going to have stuff happen because you're out there being active. I work at a gym. I've worked there for 11 years. I see people all the time. They get injured. 
They have to modify. They have to stop for a while. They go to physical therapy and then they come back when they're ready. And I've had multiple people too, who have had serious injuries. Like a guy recently had a really serious bike accident and broke his neck and his recovery is so slow, but he's there and he's doing what he can. And thankfully the fact that he was so active, I mean, I've seen him at the gym the whole time I've worked there and he was so active. They say it saved his life. And another woman had a stroke and they said it was her active lifestyle that saved her life. So you're out there being active. You're out there dancing and it's good. And you should be doing that, but accept that at times injuries are a part of the deal. Nothing's gone wrong. It doesn't have to be fatalistic. It just means it's time to slow down for a little bit. Okay. Number two, I want to encourage you to partner with your body. Sometimes what I see is when we're injured or we're limited. And I kind of felt this way, to be honest, when I was pregnant, um, was I was kind of mad at my body. I was kind of mad at myself. Um, or if you've had an injury, it might be like, you might experience some distrust with your body is what I want to call it. Like you have trust issues with yourself and with your body. And so there can be this sense of like, you're upset with your body or it's not healing at the rate that you want. And so you're kind of upset with your body. And so I want to invite you to not go to war with yourself. Be careful when you're in recovery, how you treat your body. Okay. Don't be mad at it. Don't believe it's against you in some way. Take very, very good care of it. Do the self-care. Okay. Think about this. Like if you had an injured animal or something and it was healing, you wouldn't be yelling at it or being like, gosh, what is your problem? Why aren't you getting better faster? You would just care for this little thing. So do the self-care. Like if you have physical therapy, you're supposed to be doing, do the activities that you're supposed to be doing, do the exercises that you can do the active recovery, whatever that might be as your training plan and rest. You need to rest, give your body the rest. It needs to heal. The body heals when it heals. You can't rush it. So do everything that you can to help it along in what I want to call like a loving way. Help it by loving it. Don't overdo it. Don't try to come back too soon. Listen very carefully. And speaking preventatively, don't push through the pain. I learned this as an instructor the hard way that the instant I feel something's gone wrong, the instant I feel like I tweaked something or I felt something kind of nervy in my back or my shoulder kind of hurt. The, I've learned that if I push through that and I keep going, it gets worse and it's harder to recover. So now, and, I, and I've also watched my other colleagues push through, push through, push through until they have pretty much irreversible stuff going on in their bodies. And so now when I have any little tweak, I'm like subbing out my classes, I'm taking a break. I'm, I'm like not doing anything. I don't even like go to the chiropractor or the massage therapist or anything right away. And I just like stop everything. And I just rest first thing I do, because I want to be proactive. And as soon as my body needs care, I want to give it care. Okay. So get it, get the help that you need, do the care that you need whenever it's warranted, do physical therapy, any of that stuff. Don't mess around with your body and don't try to be a hero and try to push through the pain, preserve your health by being proactive when things are off, okay? Number three, sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. 
when I had shoulder issues, I had this period of time. This was just like in 2021, probably is I had, it was kind of 2020, 2021. I had these shoulder issues and in my left shoulder, I was in a lot of pain and I had a calcium deposit like in my shoulder joint. And I tried to come back prematurely a number of times, but I would inevitably have to quit my class again. And I kept getting sidelined. And finally I had to go to my boss and say, I can't teach. I can't teach my classes for the foreseeable future. I don't know when I'm going to come back. And I gave up all my classes and I gave them away and I let other people take them over knowing I might never get them back again. And I scaled way back and I was dancing at this time. And we were like modifying as we needed to, to like take care of my shoulders. And it took 18 months, my friends, including almost a whole year of physical therapy to get my shoulders back to a good place. They're nearly hundred percent now, but it took that long for them to get better. I couldn't rush it. There was nothing I could do to rush it. And so I just had to settle in and go slow. My physical therapist at the time, I had, like I said, nearly a full year of physical therapy with him. And he would be doing his things to like measure how our progress was. And he would say, Amber, your shoulders are getting better, but it's just really slow. It's like, I'm not sure why, but it's just slow, but they are getting better. And it was like a signal to me it was like, Amber, you just got to go slow and you got to go slow to go fast. You got to give it the time that it needs. Remember recovery is hard work. It can seem like you aren't doing anything. You can be when I, when I had my first baby and I had a C-section, I was, had a real bad recovery right after it. And I was pushing too hard. And finally I had to lay on the couch for five days. Like I just didn't get off the couch for five days. And it's like what my body needed. <laughs> and it felt like I was doing nothing. But your body is so hard at work when it's healing. Healing is hard work and you can't see it. Recognize that your body is doing that hard work and you might feel lazy at times and you might feel tired at times. You might feel like you're not doing enough, but your body is working all that time. Number four. Do what you can. With dancing, especially, sometimes you can modify things. Like I said, when my shoulders were having issues, I could not be in like a frame position, like at all. And so we would do like lower handholds. And if we would do a move that kind of hurt my shoulder, then we wouldn't do it. We would take it out and we would change it. So sometimes you can modify and you can work around whatever areas are healing, or you can go super slow, or maybe you can just mark things, but not go full out. So whatever it is you can do, do that, okay? And it might mean that all you can do is watch videos and watch videos of performances and learn by watching other people. And maybe you have to do less practices or maybe you have to find other ways to be a part of the dance world. Maybe you wanna still be a part of the studio and maybe still be a part of the goings on, but but you, you can find the things that you can do so that you don't feel like useless or helpless. And for some people, it really does help to be a part of the dance scene still, but for other people, it does not. So my point five is, especially if being a part of the dance world or whatever activity it is you're doing, especially if that's too painful for you to like see all the things you're not a part of, then point five is do other 
things. So embrace your time off and take that time to pursue other things that you care about that will allow your body to rest. Be a whole person. In the pro-am world, in the amateur world, a lot of times we're dancing as adults and we do have a lot of other stuff going on. We have families or we have jobs or whatnot, and we have other activities. And so a lot of us have come to dancing later in life, but still some of, some of us still make dance our main thing. So I want to encourage you to be a whole person. What else do you like? What else could you pursue? Because when dance is your only thing and it kind of becomes your identity and then you have a setback, it can feel like we have nothing left. So don't let that happen to you. No one thing should define who you are, okay? So find a way to keep your brain busy so it doesn't ruminate on the injury and it doesn't ruminate on the scarcity and worry about if we're ever gonna get to dance again, if we're ever gonna be the same and it, and it wants to ruminate on what we're not doing. So just, we wanna put our brain to work on something more useful. So find another outlet or cross train or just do something else. Okay, point six is to tend to your mindset. And I want to say it in this way. I want you to focus on wellness. And I realized at one time when my shoulders, especially when they were injured for so long, I, I noticed how I was so focused on my illness. I was always thinking about the pain I was in or I, or my, that my neck or shoulders were limited. And they, and I, and what I would think a lot was, they're still not better. My shoulders are still not better. They're still not better is what I would repeat to myself. And at some point I read something and it talked about the mind-body connection and how strong it is and how powerful it is. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like informing my subconscious that like, we're going to just stay ill. And so I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to switch this. And I'm just going to think about wellness and I'm going to focus on wellness. So I started talking to myself about how much better things were getting. And I kept, and I would talk about how, oh, at least like I'm not in pain anymore. I, I might not have my full range of motion, but it's like, oh, I'm not in pain anymore. And I would like look back in time and go, what's improved? And I would say to myself, look at how much better we're getting. And I would celebrate these small milestones. And I, and I would um, speak gratitude for what was working well or what I still could do. So even though my shoulders weren't doing what I wanted, I was like, you know what? I can still walk around. I can still run around. Actually, I can still do, I can still go to the classes that I want to attend. Like actually most of my body is still great. It's still functioning perfectly. So I was like, you know what? I'm so well, I'm so healthy. I would say my body is doing such a good job of healing itself. And I would visualize myself dancing or teaching. And I would visualize myself doing it again, full out with my full abilities. And I would imagine myself coming back stronger than before. And so I would just think about how am I well? And then I would show myself that and I would encourage my body to heal. And I would be so kind to it. Tending to your mindset is also going to include talking about it with somebody. If you're struggling, if you're having a hard time, you can talk to a therapist or <clears throat> a coach <laughs> And you can explore how you're feeling about it, how you're thinking about it. You can help find strategies and coping strategies to, to feel better. You can explore relaxation techniques and find ways to get your mind and your body 
at peace because a mind and body that is at peace heals so much better and so much faster than one that is in a stress response. So watch that part of your brain that wants to tell this fatalistic scarcity story and don't let it get carried away. Nurture peace, nurture wellness, nurture gratitude, and use all of that to speed your healing. My friends, I want you to keep these thoughts in mind, these six points that I offer to you. And lastly, what I want to offer to you is that it's totally fine when you have a total breakdown about it. <laughs> like have a positive mindset, do all of those things that you can do to help speed your healing. But if every once in a while you want to just fall apart and just be mad and cry about it and grieve and talk about how hard it is, let yourself do that. Let yourself indulge that at the times that you need to process some of that emotion. We don't got to be positive about everything all the time, but I also recommend that you don't camp there. So let yourself have those moments. I'll, I'll, I'll say to my husband, like that, I feel like sometimes I'm carrying the weight of the world. And I'm like, right now, I just want to take the weight of the world off. And I want to just like bitch and moan and complain for a minute. And then I'll pick it back up. But right now I just want to talk about how hard it is. And I want you to say, yeah, that's hard. So my friends, like, I get it. Sometimes it's just hard. And, and we're carrying a weight and we're carrying a burden and we're struggling and we're riding the struggle bus. And there's going to be times that you just got to hold space for that and let yourself do that. But when you're ready to pick yourself back up and you're ready to put that world back on your shoulders and you're ready to be strong again, I hope that you'll return to this podcast and listen to the points that can help you cope. I love you guys. If you haven't yet, go join Joyful Ballroom. I dropped some like genius wisdom in there in the last week or two. I feel like, I don't know if you guys think it is, but I do. And it's stuff that I only do there. So go join Joyful Ballroom. It's a free Facebook group. And uh, I will talk to you guys again soon. Thank you so much for being here. Please share this podcast with your dance friends and we'll talk again soon. Catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. Do you have a mindset coach yet? If you don't, you should really think about it because all of the best dancers, all of the best athletes, they have coaches. And it's not because they're weak, it's because they're smart. And they know that if they have gaps that they need to fill, they gotta hire the right people to fill those gaps so that they can fulfill their potential, become the dancer that they always dreamed that they would be. All right, so it's super easy to find out if private coaching is for you. You just get on a dance strategy call with me. It's free, it's simple, it's not very long. And I'll give you some strategies right away that you can apply right away. And then if we wanna to work together beyond that, we can discuss it. But other than that, it's a super simple process. I'll leave information in the show notes about how to make that happen. So thanks for being here today.